Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 159 of the Layover Live podcast. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights at SimpleView. On this episode of the Layover Live, Jordan Musall, Data Intelligence Manager at Hamilton County, stops by to discuss the power of geolocation data. Jordan and I discuss what geolocation data is, why Hamilton County is choosing to leverage this data, the types of results they are seeing, and more. Hope you enjoy. Each week, the smartest and brightest destination marketers from all over the world talk about the latest trends, happenings, and challenges that affect the travel and tourism industry today. Digital marketing executives, CMOs, and leaders from DMOs of all shapes and sizes share their insights and stories to help you become the best marketer you can be. This is The Layover Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 159 of The Layover Live, where we bring you the top article from The Layover each week. I'm Jason Swig, VP of Strategy and Insights here at SimpleView, and welcome to this week's show. Really happy to have you here. Now, I think it goes without saying that, you know, without data, your marketing strategy just isn't going to cut it in 2021 and beyond. Today, we're witnessing a big shift in data analysis tools, which are becoming more and more accessible for DMOs of all shapes and sizes. But even with that, we often mention that DMOs are drowning in data, often with little to no insights that lead to any true sort of action. With data coming, I think, from dozens of different sources across marketing performance and survey data, meetings and economic data, it can be a real daunting task to have to stitch all of these together to truly understand your consumer's behavior and the overall impact that all of your marketing efforts are having on the visitor economy. But one type of data that is helping to tell that story and bridge that gap is geolocation data. Geolocation data is data that is collected by mobile devices and apps and other online services to really help you better understand your destination and how people travel and interact with certain locations. This type of data can assist in determining where arrivals are coming from, what travelers are doing while they're in market, where they stay on average, how long they're staying, and a whole bunch of other stuff that we'll get into as well. Now, coming out of the pandemic, stakeholders are going to be increasing demands for DMOs to show a more tangible ROI to really justify those marketing budgets. Destination marketers are simply going to have to do better, and a data-driven approach to marketing is one way to do that. Recently, I attended a presentation around leveraging geolocation data, and it was excellent, and I knew I had to have this person on the show to really share this. So I'd like to welcome Jordan Musall, who is the Data Intelligence Manager at Hamilton County Tourism. So Jordan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a big, long intro there. I got a little winded there, pal. But uh, but how about a, how about a little background on, on yourself or maybe those out there that don't know who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, so like Jason said, I'm the data intelligence manager of Hamilton County Tourism, located here in Hamilton County, Indiana, um, right in the middle of the state. Uh, but by no means did I start uh, in this role. I started or I got into tourism uh, through my graphic design skills. So I started as a graphic designer. I was hired on to help uh, create a website for the Economic Development Office, which was connected to uh, Hamilton County Tourism at the time. And then over time, I was able to leverage the skills I learned through you know, marketing and all the digital stuff, uh, emails, whatever, um, to then kind of grow in this other capacity as the um, kind of niche developed. Um, and I definitely saw an opportunity with this. Uh, and we are always looking for ways to become more competitive, right? Um, so yeah, a uh, little background about me. 
yeah, thanks for sharing that. And again, I, and I, I was so excited when we talked about having you on just because I love the cool things that you guys are doing there, especially with data. Um, it's something that, again, helps us tell our story, right? So I really just want to kind of hop into it. Now, before we do that, I want to talk about our article of the week this week, which comes from Skift, which really discusses leveraging the power of geolocation data and using it as a indicator for travel's recovery. And we'll talk about some ways that the team uh, at Hamilton County is doing that today. So let's just dive right into it, maybe give a thousand foot view uh, from your end, Jordan, maybe uh, since we're talking about this geolocation da- data, maybe just a little bit more on exactly what it is and maybe where you guys are getting some of that data from today. Sure. Um, so the way we see this data is that, well, the way that we, we buy it from this company, um, Uber Media, uh, mm-hmm. what they do is they, they're collecting this data from cell phones or people who um, have subscribed or um, downloaded an app and agreed to have their location tracked. And what they do is they get all this information about how people are uh, moving around. Um, so how do they do that? Well, your, you know, your phone moves around, or as you move around with your phone, rather, um, you're sending out these pings uh, to where your location is. And so what they're doing is they're collecting this information. They clean it, anonymize it. Um, they get rid of any sort of like odd blips unless you want them. Like um, they have a, what's called a Superman algorithm uh, that gets oh, rid wow. of any sort of cell phone that's moving superhuman fast or any, anything you could really think of. Um, so that when people like myself want to go purchase it uh, for our county or whatever area that we want, um, it's clean, it's tangible, it's something we can go to our county council mm-hmm. with. Um, it's just high quality stuff. Um, and what we found is that it represents sort of the samples that we're buying when you compare them against like attractions or certain venues that have like ticketing or uh, zip code information is that usually represents anywhere from like two to 5%. So we're not talking intercept studies where we're just trying to hit that magical 300 mark. We're talking half a million uh, samples so we can get really granular. Yeah, it, it, and you make a good point, right? Because it's, it's a way to kind of evolve some of the way you measure some of these things. Um, and, and, and again, it still works off a of sample size, but, but it's a much larger sample size. You, you know, you feel much better about this and where things are evolving. So let's, let's dive into that part a little bit. And maybe then particularly with Hamilton County situation, why did you guys then decide that you wanted to leverage this geolocation data, maybe to, to better tell your story? You know what, you know, maybe talk about the situation that led to this. Sure. Um, so like anything, it's kind of been a slower process. Mm-hmm. Uh, geolocation is fairly new. Um, what we were originally buying it for is we just kind of wanted to know who our markets were. We had done ROI studies and we have anecdotal stuff, information we've been keeping for years. We have a lot of digital information about who reads certain bits of content, but we didn't know if that was particularly geared towards markets that were really large near us or not. So really it was a simple question of on an annual basis, what percentage of people are coming to Hamilton County and staying overnight? Like we didn't, quantify anything else. We just wanted to answer that very basic question. Um, and so we started doing that for a couple of years and it slowly evolved because we're, we're not only now do we want to know the markets that are coming in, uh, but we want to know like, well, what happened last month? And not only what happened last month, but of the people who came to the county, who was going where? Were they going to downtowns? What's the interconnectivity? Um, so like anything, it's a, it's, a, it's a data black hole that I love being in. Um, if, if that answers your question about like, why, why get in it? Why? Because it can answer all yeah. sorts of uh, questions. 
Yeah, cause you, and, and, and you guys talk about then you guys leverage it for a lot of the stuff you guys are doing um, with, with Grand Park, right? Because, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the things I think that, that that's pretty cool about this geolocation data is when we're looking at places that don't have a specific, you know, four walls and an address, a business address as we know a business address, right? And we're not collecting tickets and things of that nature. Um, that creates some challenges for like the effectiveness and, and you know, you know, what impact is this particular attraction having on arrivals and spending our destination. So maybe talk about some of the, the, the ways you guys were using that for, for that particular situation, because it's an amazing place, a big place. Um, and you wanted to really start to, you know, show that impact of what it was bringing to the destination. Sure. Um, so yeah, you're right. Uh, Grand Park is an enormous place. It's a 400 acre sports park on the North side of Indianapolis. So, um, as I mentioned before, Hamilton County is dead center in the state. Well, it's just mm-hmm. north of Indianapolis. And prior to this sporting facility being built, Hamilton County's uh, primary market was business transient travel. And um, so this park was built in 2014. It's 400 acres, like I said. It's, it has 4,500 parking spots, if that gives you scale. Uh, half of it is baseball diamonds. The other half are soccer fields. It's got an airport hangar-esque building with three full-size football fields in it. Um, and then uh, another like basketball arena area that has several basketball courts. Uh, so it's just, it's, it's massive. And, and to that point, there is no way on earth you could track this in any other capacity, uh, simply because there's no fences on the outside mm-hmm. and there's no gate information. And because it's sports and because it's open, it just presents a really difficult situation for tracking purposes, especially if I wanted to do an intercept study. Uh, so that was definitely a part of the geolocation buy. We separated out people who come to Hamilton County and then people who come to Hamilton County and go to Grand Park and like, what are the things that they're doing? And I think it's important to note when we were in COVID, so we had, we had purchased 2019 information um, but we recognize come March, you know, nothing's going to be the same. We need to be able to think about recovery. What's going to come out of this? How can we measure this in a more up-to-date manner? Uh, and so we put the purchase stuff on on uh, on hold. And then we saw some increase in occupancy year over year, which is, which is nuts during a pandemic. Now, I should right. note that our occupancy definitely dipped um, during 2020. But in July, for whatever reason, we were seeing upticks. And, and we already had some conversations about like, well, you know, how can we possibly get back into this and figure out, you know, why is this occupancy going up? And it's through geolocation that we were able to figure out that three fourths of the people who were here during that increase in occupancy were at Grand Park. It was an astounding figure. Yeah. So let's get into the figures then. So that's, that's, that is amazing. And again, there would be, it'd be unbelievably hard to try to do this without using some of this data. It wasn't possible probably, but maybe let's, let's talk about that. Maybe, maybe sharing some of the, uh, cause it's, a, it's an amazing project an amazing undertaking that you did. It's incredible. And I, and I love it. Um, and so maybe talk a little bit about, um, you know, this project and what were some of the, the main findings that came out of the, out of using some of this data. Sure. Like I said, um, we were trying to figure out what caused that increase, but it definitely mm-hmm. led to some other um, interesting finds. Uh, mm-hmm. We were able to figure out that uh, Grand Park not only is responsible for keeping us afloat when things are difficult, especially with lockdown orders, um, you can play sports outside without, you know, while sh- socially distancing and it's mostly kids. So the spread is, is negligible. Um, and we wanted to figure out, okay, so the stuff is staying alive. Um, we want to measure like 
what's happening over time. Uh, is is sports also helping other things? Um, like I said, we're a county, so we have four different large cities and then another northern community, a collection of towns that, um, you know, that think they operate in tan or, or on their own sometimes. But the reality is we were able to use this data to see not only are people going to Grand Park, but they're going to Grand Park and then they're going to Top Golf, which is on the total opposite side of the county. Or um, I was even noticing that people were um, going on one of our reservoirs. They were, they were boating uh, in their off time. Uh, the strip malls were impacted. Uh, we have a large um, uh, trail that runs uh, north south of the county, and they were they were hiking on their their off season. So what we found is that sports was definitely filling a niche uh, during during an otherwise pretty bleak period of time. Yeah, really cool findings. You, you, you presented some really cool insights from that when you talked about this disbursement, and that's one of the cool things about geolocation data, right? I can I can see not only the areas that I've that I've geoed, uh, which is pretty cool, but I can see how people move throughout the destination, which is pretty cool, which helps with other marketing efforts too, right? You're like, wow, well, we didn't know that people were also doing these things. Maybe that's that we should talk talk about that in our messaging or in our email marketing. So that was pretty cool. Which kind of want I want to lead into my maybe my last thing before before I let you go, because this is all really, really cool stuff. And we'll link to some of the pieces in here because um, you have some great data on this. But, you know, what are some of the other areas maybe that uh, you're using this data for? You know, we talked a little bit about disbursement or even a part two of that is like, where would you, where do you, where do you see this going? Where would you like to see some of this going for, for kind of like a future state? I, I think that would be a cool thing to, to be able to discuss. Sure. Um, so right now we're actually trying to figure out, um, you know, people come here for sports and whether or not that can be marketed is a whole other discussion. But what are the leisure impl implications that we can find from this? So we can deduce that this area, the travel was responsible for X, Y, and Z. because We'll have like businesses geofenced or we'll have, you know, we have Grand Park, we have other sporting venues, we have uh, houses of worship. But what are the things that are primarily leisure and people that hit only these leisure places and are also staying in hotels? How is that growing over time? And then how can we use that to inform, you know, the type of markets we're going to go after? Or um, we can infer that, you know, they, that market on that day is able to spend X percent higher in ADR. And we know this because we can connect that day to things going on in the county on our calendar or um, other stuff like that. And we're also monitoring uh, it, you know, that we weren't expecting this, but we're monitoring how people are coming into the county. So like I said, Chicago is the largest market for us. Um, how do they come into the county? And they do not come in the county at, like anybody else. Uh, they come from the north. Most people come from the south where India is. And, you know, maybe there's some like signage opportunities there. We can help out with, you know, just all sorts of stuff. And, and that could just lead into sponsorship and, and, and anything else that we can do to better connect with our partners. Yeah, yeah, you make some really good points there. Again, this complements some other areas, right? You mentioned how people are getting to the destination. Then rather than us assuming how they're getting there, we can actually see how they're coming there. So that allows us to be more effective with maybe some of our traditional marketing efforts um, or some of our out-of-home or whatever it may be. Very, very cool there. Um, the ideas about disbursement and, and marrying all these things. Uh, there's a lot of things you could do with this. I think the most important thing with a lot of this geolocation data is being able to tie like a lot of your top of funnel marketing activities to your to, to bottom funnel. That's tough for DMOs traditionally, right? Because oftentimes we hand those off to an OTA or maybe another hotelier, and we kind of lose that traveler in the middle of this. 
this this helps to better show that hey we've done some marketing to areas x y and z that is now translated into rivals and here's the expected lift the incremental lift that we're getting from some of those and here's some areas that we thought we're doing well that maybe aren't doing so well so uh, it just allows you to be much more informed so yeah jordan look, look at really really great stuff i love the stuff you guys are doing um, in your case sports tours and this is a perfect example of how to use geolocation data to help show the impact that it's having so so thanks for coming on today and really sharing your story i really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me you bet and thanks for tuning in each and every week if you're not subscribed please do so now we're also available on itunes and spotify through audio podcast we'll see you next time everyone and have a great day 